What were you saying? There it is. If they haven't joined no. now, they never will. Bastards. Fuck them. Seven followers. Seven followers. That's your fault. Now, here we go. Uh, you, 325 you, followers. I think you want a bunch of hits that. right now? Here we go. Oh, Ross, ridiculous. How come they did this? Why did they do that? Tony Khan's going to go out of business. That's what you get for being a super fan and thinking you can run your own company. Tough guy. Why do I sound like Hacksaw Yeah. What is this? Fucking is... stupid. Yeah. So if I did that. like Smart Mark podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't My know, sources tough guy. tell me the class of, class of the castle wasn't even in If I were you. Oh. If I were you, Drew would have beat Roman at King of the Castle or Castle of the King or whatever it's called. Oh, <laughs> you're watching the two by four power hour. <laughs> by the way, why, we why can make this joke because I read references to this. I hope I hope this is right true. Up. But I remember I read something today that he is cancer free again. He is good cancer. Oh, again. Yes. This fucking guy goes through so many uh, rounds of radiation treatment. It was like it was in the 20s or 30s. I think this last time I could be wrong. Good for but, him. I mean, it was like it was a lot. And like he fucking. Every uh, on his Instagram, he posted every time he got done with a treatment. Like I read that he is cancer free. I hope I read that right. It's fucking awesome. It really get is him awesome. hacksaw. Kick it. Yeah, ass. dude. Fucking how many? Fuck this guy. Take a fucking two it. by four to that cancer. God damn it. Good but stuff. anyway. Yes, What's up, guys? Our wrestling podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with just the total package, Craig the British Bulldog, bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry. I don't know what's happening. Just stories from the diehards. I need to brush my tongue. What the fuck? Look at you. today's wow. topic. Too much coffee and beer. Missed opportunities. Oh god, I gotta brush my tongue. NWA title reign. It's gray. It's like a dead man's tongue. <laughs> what? For audio fans, give us a listen. Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. I, I had a lot of coffee shit. today and a beer. Oh, Google, Google. That's I think I'm dying. Podcast. I'll watch our videos on YouTube at our wrestling channel. I brush my tongue every media. morning. Can you hook us up and give us the I have five blueberry blow pops every Twitter day. Or Twitter at OWB2019 <laughs> or on Facebook at our wrestling podcast. It's the lighting, I swear. I'm not, I'm not unhealthy. Worst. You talk over all What's up? the social media references. Oh, sorry, Dave, sorry. what are you and talking about? You, God, you're you rambling on already. This whole thing. Rambling it's so on. weird how that works. It's going to huh? get real quiet oh. as soon as I finally stop the rant. And there it is. What are we talking Let's about, Dave? I don't, so, have, we st- have we hit record yet? Where, yeah, we have. have you, do your <laughs> yeah, opening. We, do yeah. your opening. Stop taking around. Yeah. How come you're not pitching the social media? This is yeah, kind do of. Do the social media and all your this spiel. Is unprofessional. It's, it is so unprofessional. Huh? It's weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jess, what, uh, what brought you to this topic? We're going to do uh, Missed Opportunities, Sting's 1990. WCW slash NWA championship run. Did they miss an opportunity? We did. The Ultimate Warrior was the very first episode of our uh, missed opportunity series. And I feel it's only fitting now to do Sting because they're kind of connected because they were Blade Runner uh, tag team together. They were a tag team 
and the UWF uh, before they both branched out and Warrior went to WWF and Sting went to NWA. Get them Blade Runners, bro. And Sting was with uh, UWF, Bill Watts' UWF, and then when that sold, he ended up in NWA slash WCW. So, uh, and ironically, they both won the biggest world uh, title in the United States in their respective companies in 1990 by beating that company's big legend, Hulk Hogan being WWF, Ric Flair being WCW slash NWA. So I figured, you know what? Let's talk about it because a lot of people look back on Sting's 1990 title reign as kind of a failure. Um and uh, another connection is the the little Ole Anderson and his little ruse of like uh, getting into a gimmick he couldn't get out of, and the Black Scorpion, which we'll talk about later, and part of this big 1990 draft to the title reign. I and think the it is, I think is, the, is, is yeah. was pitched about the Ultimate Warrior and trying to. I think be the answer thinking. is obvious of, of what was wrong. I don't think it was Sting's fault. Let's be honest. We'll we'll probably talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, hey, but all the clues of Black Scorpion can, led to like this is Warrior. Is Warrior. <laughs> it's it's never Sting's fault. Let's, no, it's not. We love Sting. Uh, I truly love Sting, and uh, he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. 1990 defined the career of Sting in many ways. Is it? After a productive 1988 and 89 session, oh. Sting suffered a disastrous setback to begin 1990. At the end of 89, Sting was being positioned as the next world heavyweight champion. Yo. However, he would team with the current champion, Ric Flair, and even become a member of the Four Horsemen in November of 1989. Can we talk about the politics? Just in, you know in that. You want to be my partner? <laughs> ah, come on, my uh, partner. <laughs> that was the politics. <laughs> Flair was actually Booker. It, Flair was Booker at the end of 89. Like, uh, product-wise, 89 was, like, a great year. So, a lot. I think the the struggle that a lot of fans have is that when Crockett sold his share to Ted Turner in 88, so of course you're going to connect the NWA slash Crockett promotion, which was like the biggest part of the NWA back in the territory days. And, and you're going to, you're going to, you're going to want that again. When Turner bought it in 88, it, it was like a brand new company. Like people don't want to admit it, but it just was, there was no leadership. There was no the territories were dead by that time. Even though they tried to limp them along for another couple of years, territories were dead. Vince killed everything. So in '88, at the end of '88, when Turner bought the company, it was like starting over. You had this fucking guy, this billionaire who loved pro wrestling, but had no idea how to run a pro wrestling company. I know a lot of people right now are like Tony Khan, AEW, different thing. And so, <laughs> at the, so at the end of '89, Flair had the book. And they were trying to build, like, the next star. He really liked Sting. From their Clash of the Champions match in 1988. Oh, you really that, like Sting? Oh, wow. He liked Sting. Oh, so at, that. Ever since oh, their Clash Sting's of the Champion good. match, ever since their Clash of the Champion match in 88, when he went to that draw, it kind of made Sting as a character. Sting kind of, like, associated himself with Dusty Rhodes. They did tag team together. So Sting was getting the rub all throughout 88 and 89 with big stars. So Flair at the end of 89 was like, let's kind of... Let's put the rocket on Sting and see what happens. He was charismatic. He had face paint. The women liked him because he was a young, good-looking guy. Kids love Sting. So Flair was like, "That let's just do that. Flair gives it the book kind of at the end of 89, beginning of 90, and then shit starts to fall apart, like Dave said. He's going to read on where, like, after... Uh, have you gotten the Starcade thing yet, Dave? No, we're not even close. All right. Sting... <laughs> One, the round robin tournament at Starcade of 89. We're right there. What do you mean not even shot. close? 
<laughs> I'm just messing with you. Bro. You sorry, Latino man. heat, motherfucker. I couldn't, I couldn't help it. Uh, <laughs> in in, in, in that of said year, to get a shot at Flair's world heavyweight crown. Th- that was Future Shock, t- right? Yes. You're the uh, Yeah. Yeah. It was a round robin yeah. tournament where they did tag team and singles wrestling. And it was like the core four tag teams and the core four God, singles God, such a great idea. And I... It, I, don't, I remember no, it, it falling a little bit flat, but it was such WCW a great idea. Like, same with really Battle Ball. Such a stupid. Yeah. No, same with no, Battle Ball. Battle Ball's a fantastic idea, but it never worked. Like, it was never a fun it, yeah, product to watch. It, it, Dave, I think you're thinking about... Dave, you are correct, right? Like, So on paper, you could go like, that sounds good. And then like when you see it in live, you're like, that's just the dumbest shit I've ever seen. And like, that's what the round robin tournament ended much. up being. It, it's, it's almost weird. Too- by, by the end, so at Halloween Havoc 89, Sting teamed with Flair, who was a face, to take on Funk and Muda. So Sting was kind of like attaching himself with Flair. Anderson and Blanchard had a falling out with WWF, and they left WWF at the end of 89. God, so, we're just talking about that. Yeah, they brought Anderson back in. So now Anderson's back in WCW at late 89, like December of 89. They decide to keep Flair face, or Flair decided to keep himself face after the Funk feud. And they brought Sting. So Sting joined the Four Horsemen, which Dave's going to read on right now. Which is odd. Which is really odd to think that if, if I asked you right now, do you remember when Sting was a horseman? Most people are going to be like, no, he was a horseman. Yeah, no, Sting was don't. a legit Four Horsemen. Not a Paul Roma. Yeah. Not a Jeff Jarrett. He was Jarrett, legitly not, he in was the legit, Horsemen. Yeah. And he wins this round robin tournament to get a shot at Flair's world title. This obviously had led to tension in the group. And Sting was summarily dismissed from the Four Horsemen. On February 6th of 1990, at Clash of Champions 10, Texas shootout. Yeehaw! After refusing to relinquish his title shot against Flair, thus restarting their rivalry. I do there have to go. say, though, the segment where they kick uh, Sting out, great piece of business. Easy. The whole deal is this. You got two hours to make up your mind, and you're no longer a horseman. And if we ever see you again, you're not going to be quite so lucky as you are tonight. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Mr. Mickey's. Hey, wait a minute. I want to go. Come on. Look at this. I tried to tell you. I want you sometime. Don't do the smart thing. Smart up. Get out of this business. Get rid of that contract. They get him in the ring, uh, and then like they pin him against the corner. And Oli, Oli took over the book after Flair did, right? So Jim Ross tells a story, and it's fucking funny. If you go back and watch the promo, Oli looks like a dick because every time anybody else says anything, he's like, "You shut up, you shut up," and you look like he's fucking struggling in there. But it's because Oli was the booker and he was trying to keep time because it was a live Clash of the Champions, mm-hmm. so he thought they were short on time. So like every time Oli, anybody would say anything, he's like, "You shut up and you listen and let me talk." Like, but he really meant that in real life because he was like, "You, you weren't fucking out of time. Shut the fuck up." So like, yeah. was, <laughs> later on that night, Flair and them were in the main event in a steel yeah. cage. Sting it, runs down to get so his revenge, wacky. and it's, it's fucking like Buzz Sawyer and Muda and who else? Dragon Master, I think Dragon Master, and Dragon like Master yeah. versus Oli, Arn, and Flair. Yeah, it was like all in the cage. It, ridiculous. Sting runs yeah. down. He tries to climb the cage. When he climbs the twice, cage, he, yeah, I he think jumped, it happened on the second time. Yeah, he jumped up. He got pulled down. That was part of the script. He jumps up on the cage a second time. Tries to climb in fucking tears his ACL. 
as he's climbing oh. up. When he gets pulled down, you see Sting go, oh, fuck. Like, and he's being held up by a bunch of people. Flair is supposed to come over the top of the cage and attack Flair in the aisle. Flair had no idea, or attack Sting in the aisle, sorry. It's, Flair had no idea that Sting was fucked up. So Flair runs down. He's fucking beating on Sting as hard as he can. And you see other people holding him up. And Sting's like, fuck, fuck, like grabbing his knee. He fucking tore. It was an ACL or was a meniscus. I don't remember. It, but it was, it was ser- his patella tendon in his knee. So his kneecap yeah. was just, he could feel his fingers below the knee. And it was just his leg was swiveling underneath. Yeah. Um, so yeah. fucking Sting. No, and no one told Flair. Um, and because he, Flair, Sting was supposed to climb the cage and go in. Yes. And he didn't. And Flair, you can. It's awkward. Flair's like I'm sitting coming on top outside of the cage. if you're not coming in. That's ex- that's exactly what you I got fucking it. bastard. I booked I, it. I look. God damn, that's such a good. Flair you do not go against the script. <laughs> and he jumps over. So, so Flair, you throw in. your patella, pretend it. I don't care. And he <laughs> I wrestled so, for 78 days straight yeah. without a break. Woo! If you can't do it, shaming. So Flair went into business for himself. And I crashed outside. into plane and I still wrestled. And then jumped that on night. Sting's back and then broke the other kneecap. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but so yeah, yeah, Flair I remember, didn't know and feels it bad was weird. Day, and watching Sting like he's like. He's being held up by people who are, quote, unquote, holding him back. But you could clearly see Sting like, no, I'm going to lean all my weight on you because I can't fucking yep. stand. And then Flair is like, ah, like he's attacking him. And, yeah. and Sting's like, shit. Like, it's fucking crazy. Like, it was totally crazy to watch. There you go. And by the way, Dave's going to read on. What was what were the plans, Dave? This is where I'm going to really dig into the shit and have a great time. Yeah. We thought with the uh, legitimate knee injury, Sting was originally booked to beat Flair. At Wrestle Four, uh, sorry, at Wrestle War, nineteen ninety, in February for the title, but due to that injury, he'd be out for almost five months. So think about this for a second. So Warrior, Dave's going to read on. Warrior beats uh, Hogan at WrestleMania Six on April first of nineteen ninety. WCW was Man, actually going to pull the trigger on Sting in February and have him beat Flair. Yeah, <laughs> but because the injury happened, they couldn't do it until the Great American Bash. 1990, which was in July. So Warrior ends up beating Hogan first. And it looks like WWF. Can you imagine? So how how many times did WCW get critiqued for copying WWF? They were actually the two tag teams, the Blade they're, they're Runners. They were on right? the route to where they were going to put the title on Sting them. about two months before Warrior was ever going to beat Hogan. If I'm not saying that w, WCW would have like beat WWF, like you know, WWF was still by far the number one wrestling promotion in the United States, no question. But how much more of an impact would Sting's reign have had if he was the first guy to? win it and then the warrior wins it later but instead he gets injured which don't get me wrong build up in pro wrestling great right i think that i think putting the title on sting in february was too soon i love that they waited to the great american bash and built it unfortunately it was a real injury that they had to deal with and that's why that happened but like if they if sting would have beat flair in february what would that have done to the warrior i'm not saying again WWF still number one by far. Not not saying Machine. anything would happen, but yeah. would Sting's run have been more had more momentum? He's the face painted guy of the other company. Charisma, blonde hair, appeals to the kids. You know, great body, yeah. all that stuff. Like, I think more than anything, you you have the belt when you're healthy. I think the end of right. this and where I'm skipping a few kind of paragraphs here, and Dave will get to it. But so 
total knee reconstruction should take eight months. So they rushed it. He was back in five. And Sting admittedly in shoot interviews says he still wasn't at 100% when he fought Flair at the... For months after. Yeah. Right. So then you now have the belt and you are now starting your reign as champ on kind of a bum. You're you're honoring the storyline, but on like a a, a kind of an injured guy. Like, you know, he's... Yeah. Yes, because they were going to give it to Luger during his absence. And Flair said, no, I told the kid I'm going to give it to Sting. And And that was another... That's another cool story, too, that Flair... Once they touched at Clash of the Champions 88 and they went to that draw, Flair had this weird like connection with Sting. And he's like, I love that guy. And like Flair from the beginning was like, I love this guy. He's great. He has charisma. One day he'll be world champion. 88 yeah. wasn't the time, but Flair knew back then. So Flair talked to Sting. And when they started building it, Flair's like, I'm going to drop it to you in February. And then when Sting got injured... They they should have put it on Luger. I'm I'm gonna be dead honest. Like, cause Luger had momentum too. Luger was fucking over as fuck back here, and Luger was heel. And they turned him face. And by doing that, they played off the real life relationship they had with Sting. And Luger's like, he's my real best friend in real life. Even though we kind of don't get along in the ring, cause I'm you know he didn't say this, but I'm a heel and he's a face. But like we're best friends. That instantly turned Luger face. Stings injured. Luger was fucking super over. He should have beat Flair. But Flair in the background, like Craig said, he was like, you know what? No. Like, I, I, I promise Sting. When Sting's healthy, I'm going to drop it to Sting. And that's pretty fucking amazing. That's a really cool, you know, a lot of people connect Steamboat with Flair, and they should because they had great rivalries in a long time. But Flair always said, my greatest opponent was Sting. And he was like, and I think it was a kinship that Flair felt. Flair was at that point in 88 where he was kind of becoming like a major veteran. And he found this young guy, and he's like, dude, this guy gets it. He's got charisma. He listens to me. He understands. I think Flair really was heartbroken that he couldn't drop the title to Sting in February. It's not a missed opportunity because that's what this episode's about, but I'm th- it's like a different layer. It's like, man, it, just think about it. If Sting won the title in February, it's a different Sting. I mean, it's it's one of those times. You know, my my injury was one of those that was that needed reconstructive surgery. Yes, and you don't know if you're really going to be able to come back. Right, uh, and if you can come back, are you? You know, is it going to be too late? Will you have missed your window of opportunity? To, you know, you had a window, you were in it, you were on the ride, and I've, I saw so many guys get hurt or injured or have other personal problems and have to get out and lost that ride and tried to come back and when they came back things were different it just just it, it, it wouldn't click for him again and so you know and it's a dog eat dog world pro wrestling is you know everybody's we're all buddies we all love each other but you know it's very competitive he never got injured to all of our point to craig's point he wouldn't be half of himself leading afterwards you know like he would never have had to recover can you imagine a full fucking amazing sting who could perform 100% in the ring winning the title in february and going on for the rest of the year yeah. in 90 i think his so reign would have been so different but that's not where i think the missed opportunity is i i, I dave's going to read off well, i think the booking at capital is what combat him. like yeah at capital combat in may sting was accosted by the four horsemen and thrown into a metal cage at ringside in a promotional promotional crossover sting was rescued yeah. by his buddy Robocop. Robocop. So well, important fine. to note, this is no, five months God. later. So this isn't the next Robocop month. was this there. Is, this is literally well, I mean, so, an injured knee, Craig. Yeah, right. You're going to let and, Sting go willy-nilly out? And if you're going to no. put someone out there, goddamn Robocop's going to get the job done. 
I hope I hope you show the clip or some sort of photo of how oh, slow Ro- RoboCop walks down to the ring. But this, it just real quick, just important. Like, so all the momentum of being kicked out of the Horseman and that kind of thing. This is five months later. Five months, even in 1990, it kind of started a li- drying out. Yeah, it's a lifetime. So yeah. Sting's back, lost all his momentum, and he has to be saved by a fictional fucking character, RoboCop. You, did you not hear me say thank God Robocop oh, was sorry. there? Or you just no, my bad. Like, okay. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Caged by the horseman, but here comes Robocop, Bob. Sid Vicious, Ole Anderson, Arn Anderson, they all attacked him, threw him into the cage. Once again, but look at Robocop now as he's approaching. He is not they're, in, back, they're backing away from him. He's not intimidated, Bob. Robocop going right to the cage. This steel. You're going to be a bucket of balls when we get down with you. Oh, gosh almighty. He's pulling that door right off the hinges. Uh, Woohoo. What strength uh, by Robocop. I'm, I'm in the storyline right now. This is great. After yeah. Sting's recovery, yeah. he finally defeated Flair for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship on July 7th of 1990. Oh, Sid is backing off of the RoboCop. Sid and Arn, they back off of RoboCop. <laughs> they so they beg off of RoboCop. It's so awful. Yep. But yeah, finally he wins the title at Great American Bash 90. It was an okay match. Uh, you know, like I mean, I'm, I'm, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was Flair, very formulaic at this point. You know, Flair was you know already past his prime here, and he was ready to turn it over. Um, if you go back and watch that match in a bubble, it was good for Sting. It was, I'm glad like that he got to win the title. Great pop, good stuff. The right person won, obviously. Here comes Flair going for the figure four. He's got it inside cradle. The DPO. But we're going to get into it right now. This is where I think the missed opportunity is because you have a guy that just came off that horrific knee injury that probably came back sooner than he should have. And now you put the world title on him. And like Craig said, he's not a healthy world champion. He's a half of what he used to be. That's That's not a good move for you to put the world title. That's why I think Luger maybe should have won the title for a while. And then Flair could beat him back. And then Sting would beat him maybe at Starcade that year. Can you imagine if they let Sting get healthy? I think the missed opportunity is what you're going to read on Davis. Once they put the title on him, I don't, I don't think they did this because they thought he was injured. I think they did this because again, they were trying to out WWF the WWF and it fucking failed. So Jess, are you talking about where Sting went on the feud with contenders like Flair, Sid Vicious, that kind of thing? Vicious appeared to defeat Sting in the title match in the 90 Halloween Havoc, but the Stinger, that Vicious pin, was revealed to be an imposter played by... So here we go. I talk about the missed opportunity of the Ultimate Warrior. You know, once... So Warrior beats the biggest wrestler in WWF history, which is Hulk Hogan. Flair beats the biggest wrestler in NWA slash Crockett era, Flair. And then what what do you do? You give. I was. I was critiquing, saying they didn't give the warrior the fresh heels. Hogan got earthquake. That's the fresh heel. They didn't do that for warrior. They gave warrior a rehashed Rick Rude. Here you could go. Chess. Wait a minute. You're wrong though, because they gave Sting Sid. Sid was brand new. He was fresh or whatever. But they fucked it up with the ending. They tried this hokey, stupid ending, where like Flair get. They all get distracted on the outside of the ring. This doesn't 
just doesn't play Sting as a face at all. Yeah. So Sting gets outside the ring. He leaves the ring. He goes to the back. He brawls to the back with the horseman. Then he comes out, gets in the ring, picks up Sid to slam him. Sid falls on top of him and pins him. But wait a minute. There's two Stings. The horseman tried to pull a fast one on him, and they came out. Sting comes out with ropes tied around his arm. Like, they tied me up in the back. In 30 seconds, they tied me up or whatever. And Wyndham was dressed like Sting in the pink tights and the pink face paint, and it looked like. So the referee starts the match over, and then he beats Sid. I'm like, okay, here's the deal. You overshadowed anything. You overshadowed Sid being a new challenger. You overshadowed your brand new world champion trying to like get any kind of footing under him by doing this gimmicky. And then Dave's going to talk about at the same time that this happened, another stupid gimmick was plaguing Sting. Dave, what gimmick is that? I don't want to talk about talk about it. (laughs) Okay. During Sting's title run, a masked man known as the Black Scorpion. Oh, the what? Taunt What's the name? The Black, the Black, Black Scorpion. Scorpion. That's mysterious. I'm yeah. intrigued. Go on. He he would taunt and attack Sting on many occasions. This included many oh shoddy magic shows. Oh, such as Halloween, like mind tricks. Ninety before, like mind tricks. Uh, no, actual legitimate it. magic tricks, like David oh, Blaine yeah. and David Copperfield. Slide of oh. hand. So I'm going to defend it. May one get an idea who he is, Sting? And to do that, fans, let's watch this. Yeah, let's watch it. Sting, are you listening? <laughs> of course you are. You're too much of a hero and a champion to refuse to hear this tape. Sting, I am going to destroy you. A long time has passed since you last saw me. Yes, you know me, or at least you did. But don't try to track me down, it won't help. Even if you saw my face in light, you wouldn't recognize me. My face doesn't look the same. So apparently, there's a nice, there's a 25 minute wrestling bios YouTube clip, which is usually fantastic. And a nice summation of this Black Scorpion gimmick. And it's basically Ole Anderson who had the book um, fighting with Jim Hurd and didn't know what to do. And so he literally just wrote down a pen and paper, Black Scorpion versus Sting, and had nowhere to go with it. And And didn't know who Black Scorpion. And Hurd loved it. I love it. From the very beginning, this this was doomed. Uh, You... It, Black Scorpion isn't um, Sting's ranger, and this whole thing was was fighting Black Scorpions across the country, different guys, because it was Al Perez in the beginning. I uh, didn't want to do it long term. They're all under the mask. Yeah. They didn't By know the way, what they were going to do. So after uh, the Clash of the Champions, before uh, the you know Starcade or whatever, the cl- the Clash of the Champions, where uh, Sting beat uh, uh, or he, he faced what he thought was the Black Scorpion at the time. Right. After I think it was after Halloween Havoc was the highest-rated Clash of the Champions ever. That's amazing. They had wow. something. They had something, and then they fumbled it. That was the yeah. collision course in December, yes. right? No, it was before that. The it cage was, match it was ended with before Sting that. pinning and unmasking the Scorpion, who turned out to be Flair. No, that was, Star- that, that was Starcade in 1990. So they built so this after. whole thing. By the way, Craig's right. 
Ole Anderson came up with this just to fucking spite Jim Hurd, who was like, we need some kind of bells and whistles. We need to be like WWF. We need to make the money. I'm going to put a mask yeah. on the black so then, scorpion. Yeah, so Ole Anderson was a that. dick. He's like, why don't we just put a mask on him call him the black scorpion? I love it. So they, from day one, never knew who the black scorpion was going to be. They never fucking knew it. They drug it out for like three or four months to where it was going to pay wow. off at the Clash of the Champions. Sting beats a guy. Uh, who was Al Perez under the mask, but you weren't supposed to know that. And then another Black Scorpion comes out on the stage, and he's like, I'm the real Black Scorpion. So Sting's like, oh, shucks. So then they find, they keep oh, pushing sh- this to Starcade 1990, where in the main event, Sting was going to defend his world title in a cage against a Black Scorpion. If Sting lost, obviously he lost his world title. If the Black Scorpion lost, he would have to unmask didn't, himself. Didn't we see... Sting go up against the uh, Black Scorpion, at least come down in Los Angeles. No, the, yeah, he, he was just... doing uh, Black Scorpion Sting house shows all before uh, before this. We 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 saw this, as, but it was as different as guys, years. different body images. They never and then and like at least LA Sports Arena or something we saw. It. And then Black Scorpion, like his like the the messages and the like the robotic voice and that kind of thing alluded to like remember Venice Beach or remember Tulsa, yeah. and it all alluded to like Blade Runners or like whatever. They had no clue. Lame. Yeah, they had um, no idea. They were just throwing clues. So as Dave's going to get to. At Starcade, that's the main event in a cage. If Sting loses, yep. he loses the world title. If the Black Scorpion loses, he has to unmask. And it's fucking stupid Ric Flair. And you, and, and you know was. it's Ric Flair from the second he walks out. Yeah, and but yeah, the, at the last minute, totally yeah, different. at the last minute they pulled Flair in. They're like, "You got to fucking do this." Like the your last direct feud was against Sting, so let's just do this. So like it was awful. Like Sting's title reign to me is a missed opportunity here in 1990. And Dave's gonna get on to he, he eventually loses yeah. the belt. And it's like there it, was a rumor. It was actually that it was supposed to be Wyndham, and. The wrestling bios guy alluded to the fact that Flair took it for the team, knowing it was a failed gimmick. Because I guess Sting had already kind of got over on 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 Wyndham, because Wyndham was the fake yeah. Sting, right? Um, and so he took it and saying, "All right, I can probably recover from this." Wyndham couldn't, so that's yeah. when Flair went into Starcade, knowing this is bad. I'm let's <laughs> just eat some shit. I think people drastically underestimate Wyndham. We can talk about that another day. Yeah, Jesus. Um, Sting's first championship reign ended on January 11, 1991, when Flair defeated him in a rematch from Starcade. Well, and by the way, so yeah, Starcade happens. He beat, he pins the Black Scorpion with a crossbody off the top rope, and then Flair he Flair doesn't even unmask. He tries to run out of the cage, and then Sting ends up pulling his mask off, and Jim Ross is like, "It's Ric Flair, my God!" And I'm like. And everyone's like, well, I mean, that's not a big secret. We all know Flair hates Sting. He just lost the title to him like five months before. So it was just like that. My missed opportunity is this. Knowing that he's injured, you can still protect him. Why, why, why saddle him with this stupid gimmick if you didn't know who was going to win? That's the biggest sabotage, right? Like, we're going to come up with a gimmick. 
and we're going to put our that, new world champion in. This guy just beat the greatest the wrestler of the age. That's the assumption he that the Flair. person you put in that seat, Chess, is not good enough. I guess. That, that, that's what, and a lot that's of people shit on Sting for that going, oh, well, he just didn't draw the house. Even after he beat Flair, the house Bullshit. shows didn't improve or whatever. Like, yeah, Sting was drawn You have to give, point? you Get have to, it, I, I will even defend, again, I, I'm, I'm defending the Warrior. It's the same thing with the Warrior. Well, his houses weren't as strong as Hogan's. First of all, who is? Secondly, like you didn't give him anybody new. You get you put him in tag matches you, with the Road Warriors against Demolition. Him, you didn't feel like you fed Hogan. You yeah. you get, you put him against an old Intercontinental opponent like Rick Rude. Same thing with Sting. You 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 give him this fucking black skimmick bullshit. This black scorpion bullshit where You're he does magic anybody, tricks. Yeah, he does You're magic tricks. Nobody against him. Yeah. It yeah. feels like sabotage because even yeah, when yeah. they started it, they and for your for your number one storyline with your world champion, you didn't know why it started. You don't know where it's going. You don't know how to end it. Right. And it fucks him over. And it's months long. <laughs> and then and, you blame and, Sting when when the house shows don't improve. Yeah. Well, even the Black Scorpion was designed to not be on the house show, so it's not like Sting could tour the house shows and take on the Black Scorpion every week. It's not like it's, that even it, happened. They didn't even set him up right. No. And then they give him Sid. They give him Sid a fresh heel, which he was kind of getting hot at the time. And then they do the whole fake Sting at Halloween Havoc and the whole double Sting. Yeah. And I'm like, you can't even give him a, a straight up opponent for him to beat to look like a I great, still, strong world champion. You can't how, even do how, that. How does Sting? How does Sting not look at this whole situation and go? I'm I'm jumping. I'm done. He never yeah. did. No. He never and then, but, oh my and god! How does, it, how does that go? How do you lose the Black Scorpion and that's then end up point. going? End up like Flair beating him. How anyway in the world did January? Sting not look at everybody and go yeah. uh, and call Vince? The fuck am I doing? So yeah, fucking all... right. Yeah. How did how did Sting not want to jump? Maybe he was locked in a contract. I, I don't know. Jess, I I'll tell you. Is this a missed opportunity at this point? Yeah. Are there several notions where Sting should have carried WCW? Uh, in tandem with Flair when he didn't? Yeah. Could I say that Sting should have beaten Triple H at WrestleMania? Yes. Yeah, missed opportunity. I can't understand why Sting is the ultimate and why we didn't... He should have been the first episode of Missed Opportunities. Sting is the ultimate epitome of Missed Opportunities. He had more talent than the Warrior. And the Warrior was on top in a much bigger federation. Warrior also had his missed opportunities because he was being fed the wrong way too. But Sting had the talent. Like, oh my gosh. Sting over his entire career, they missed opportunities. We'll quick around the room. Uh, missed opportunity or was it just fate? Yeah. No. Sting's entire career is a missed opportunity on booking. Yeah. I, I, I always think back like Hogan and Flair wouldn't have let that happen. I think if if Sting was yeah. probably too young and, and winning his first title, he could, yeah, he just wanted, wanted to kind no, of keep no, no, quiet. Craig, Sting was never too young. Why wouldn't he go over on Triple H? Well, not it, even that. What, what Craig means is like he said, okay, he, he was I'm, too I'm young saying, in 1990. Like he couldn't fight. He didn't want to if, fight the bookers. Flair if, was a veteran. If they booked Flair wrong, Flair would be like, "Fuck that shit! I'm not yeah. doing that." Hogan, it, of course, we all know what Hogan would do. He'd be like, "I'm not doing that shit. It's not, that doesn't work for me, brother." Brother, but brother, Sting, brother. Sting in 1990, the fresh young Sting wasn't going to buck up and be like, "That doesn't work for me." He was like, whatever you yeah, want to do. Is, this is, this is ridiculous. But I'm fighting I, a, I got to, a mask. And, and honestly, he was respecting. Okay, I, got, I got to be Flair. I got to be saying, let me go over. Missed opportunity, but yeah. God damn it, Sting. He's, you're such a nice guy. He, I love you, Steve Borg. I love you, son of a bitch. 
Matt, that's where, <laughs> that's right. That's my brother. God damn it! God damn it! I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Check that uh, door for, for audio. For audio fans, give us a listen. Check that door for each thing. Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, <laughs> iHeartRadio. Check, Check that title for each thing. Or watch our videos at YouTube at our wrestling channel. On social media, can you just hook us up? Good gravy. Yeah, fuck you guys. You on Instagram stupid or box. Twitter at OWE29. Come on! Or on Facebook at our wrestling. Who podcast. else yells like this? Yes. Nobody. I hear on Facebook 90% of the people are already dead. Um, okay. This is What's Dave, up? Justin, Craig. <laughs> With the OWP signing off, have a Suck my one. balls one. Yes,